Uh, hey, Grant, do we have time? We want to go to John Strong and kind of catch up with him. Are you doing okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing fine. I had you guys did the OS nine segment. I did a power nap. <laughs> well, I think I think Nick Morentes is also taking a nap uh, during the OS nine segment. So that's <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, in Nick's case, we might have lapsed him into a coma with all of that. So. <laughs> well, even Nick likes making. Uh, okay, Paul Fiscarelli uh, linked. Um, something to me in discord around the Ian Maverick. So, and Mark, okay. Mark's posting in the chat. So we will loop back to that, Paul. Let me go to John. Cause we haven't had a chance to talk to him. So John strong, are you out there? You are muted. Yes. I'm not muted now, hopefully. Yeah. And yeah, um, I can hear you. we can hear you now. And, and we, we, uh, you cut off in mid sentence, um, during the original, yeah. your original introduction. So you were saying, why don't you start? To, why don't we start over? <laughs> what do you What have you been Last up to? And... Talked, uh, instead of the power nap, while you guys were doing other things, I had <laughs> honeydew listed, and I power washed half the back of the house. <laughs> God, that always time segment went long. At least somebody's getting something done today. <laughs> well, it wasn't the I left on the uh, segment on the Mid Midwest uh, festival. Okay, I just had to get something done. We've had rain here almost all week, and. Uh, the list of things I needed to get done is getting bigger because I couldn't work outside to do it. Uh, so uh, a couple things here is actually Young Maverick. Uh, I've got my board for the 502. Okay, so the 502, what's that? Is that that's Ian Maverick's um, serial board? Uh, no, that's his this duplicate of the 502 oh, sorry. Sorry. hard drive. Okay, so he has a, a controller, a disc controller as well. Yeah, yes. it's basically the 502 is the small version of the Tandy disc controller, you know, the short step. That's one. right, that's right. I had the yeah, 502. There's, yep. Yeah, there's actually two of those. There's a 501 and the 502. Both are, are the short ones, okay? They have a little different hole spacing and stuff in, in the board. And so a 501 case will not fit a 502, vice versa. And so... But the Coco SDC spacing is very similar to the 502. In fact, you can put that in a 502 case if you chose to do so. And so basically, I took my Coco SDC case, and uh, after I got the board in this week, and modified it, and I've got my first uh, fitting pro prototype of the case of a case for it. Uh, little sculptured sides and stuff. I will have to sit down some time when I can't do the work outside and, mm -hmm. and populate the board and make sure I'm not hitting places underneath of it or anything like that. But uh, hopefully I will soon have this completed. And so there will be a 502 compatible case available for people. And uh, if uh, I need to get the reservation made for the hotel, I'm planning to be at Kennedy Assembly at least one of the days. Okay. But I'm not setting up a booth this year. I've had too much going on to really be prepared. I'll probably throw a few things in if somebody comes looking for me. I might have a couple items, okay, such as I may have a couple of these cases for people. But uh, going down just to kind of network with people and, and see other things. But uh, that's looking nice. I like the fact you have the thumb grips, the finger grips there for pulling them out. Yes, and this is actually very, very the um, 
I'm working on a deluxe CoQuest CC case. And there's a couple other fixtures I'm planning to possibly add. It's not in this yet. It's basically the same shape. Uh, it's a tiny bit smaller. Okay, because uh, the CoQuest CC didn't have these ears on the end. If you want to call them that or whatever, it comes out a little bit farther, though the Tandy boards did. And so my board I designed for that since I didn't have a 502 reference didn't allow for this space. So I had to increase a little bit of space for that. And of course, do the cutout. And I've got to get my floppy controllers and stuff. So I'm just finding some stuff. I actually found my solder this week so I could actually put this together. <laughs> and from the move, the other semi-cocoa related thing is, and okay, I don't know where, I thought I had it in here, but maybe I don't. Uh, I got my resin-based printer and, for, and I printed my first print with it and uh, exactly my uh, MPI switch overlay and it did a great print. And uh, I can do a lot more detail than the uh, Lefusion ones with the filament. And so that's going to open up some things for, for some things. In some cases, that's going to be a lot better to use for some small things and other things, but it opens my options up a bit. Okay, so the, wait a minute. Now you got my you got my attention here. I'm trying to post some of the links here, but you mentioned SGC Extender. That's a, a vaporware Jim Brain product uh, that has not that has not come out yet. But uh, oh, I yeah, I didn't mention that this time that I know of. Oh, uh, what, what do you have there? Wait, can you bring it up again? What did you just show that has the two two parts to it? Oh, we lost you. Okay, here. I, my video showing. Yeah, it's showing. Oh, okay. Okay, so sorry. What 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 is that again? If you could repeat. Okay, so oh okay on the back, it looked like it it came in two parts. So um, I apologize. No, it's not. I do have a, a standard uh, case that I'm waiting on. You know the gem brain stuff so I could actually finish it. Okay. Okay. Would, okay. So that 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 uh, you turned it around and I and I immediately thought of the STC extender, but uh, no. that is just one case. Got it. So yeah, this this is the ancient one that I made long ago for a disco. One with first designs, and I don't no longer have that printer. It quit on me. So, I had to change designs. And I do have a full-size case that'll fit a hard drive specialist controller. Or the original Tandy ones that Right, fit. yeah. And it should fit the original Tandy. I don't have one of the long original Tandys to verify that for, but it should. Okay. Or an RS-232 pack, I would imagine, would fit in that too, right? Oh, uh, yeah, there's some other things you Rachel could fit into that. Yeah, and uh, uh, actually this one's got some markings from Mark uh, to modify it to do like his uh, hard drive controller, Super IDE. Some notes on it made it the best that I haven't had time to modify it for. Okay, what about, but, uh, you're probably going to get to it, but what about the joystick? Um, we have a joystick update. I don't have any updates on the joysticks. Like I said, I'm just finally getting unpacked. I've found where those are at in the rooms, okay? 
I'm still working here for work from the kitchen table. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got to get my office set up. And as I set that up, things are out. Uh, the printers are in the garage. I got a workbench out there and they're set up there and we're slowly getting it. Uh, it's a nice house, but the people, the person who owned it was a elderly lady that was not able to update stuff. So I got about nine or 10 years of, you know, maintenance to do <laughs> as well as moving in. So, you know, I had to remove tree dollar gutters or you know, plants. And uh, so that's taken a lot of time away from doing anything else. Uh, and yeah, you had to do before winter, so. <laughs> yeah, yes, and that's why I was out. Uh, we have a downspout that was clogged up, and I was out trying to clean that out while the, you guys were looking at the Midwest, the computer festival there. And uh, and since I had the power washer out trying to clean that out, a power washer. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we'd probably went to Chicago one if we hadn't uh, had moved this year. It's just uh, we've had some unexpected expected expenses, like home in a home doesn't have that happen, right? <laughs> but uh, uh, trying to get things back in, uh, going for that. Uh, the this case is one of the things there, uh, and the uh, joystick stuff. Once I get that dug out, will be one of the priorities too. Because I want those running and, and using it the way I want to do it because I want to program my games to be able to use the the extra smoothness in the fill. You know, it it makes a difference. You know, on the gameplay. You know, which joystick style you program it to. And you know, where, where will you be um, in general? Where do you send your updates? You send them to Facebook, or, or? Uh, a lot of times if I do something, I'll come on here and do announcements. Okay. Okay, and uh, that's basically it. Is I do here, uh, you know, I may say something a little bit on Facebook or respond something like Paul Schumacher was doing something, and you know, we, we talked to him a few weeks ago. And he sent me a, a scan, and then I just I had just actually went ahead and ordered one of these, and uh, it came in this week, and so I went. Uh, working on trying to get my office set up. So I was having to find different things and going through the, you know, we got the uh, spare bedroom with just full boxes and stuff yet. Okay. <laughs> so uh, so that's, that's slowing things down, but uh, been giving it some thought. And uh, there's some things that the, uh, the other printer is going to help with. Uh, also, uh, my nephew has graciously offered to provide a uh, license key to Rhino, which will uh, up the availability of uh, what I can design. Okay, and because uh, Rhino is has a lot more capability than FreeCAD, at least easily accessible capability. Listen. And what? <laughs> sorry, I don't know those terms. Rhino and FreeCAD are are two different uh, CAD type programs. Oh, CAD, okay, got it. specifically, or? Okay. Uh, what? Are they for 3D uh, printers specifically, those programs? Uh, no, not specifically for the programs, but they both have, uh, will output STL files, which is basically used for the printers. And then you use the STL file and you load it into 
uh, whatever tool you, you do to what they call slice it, okay? And, uh, and that slicing then creates the code. Uh, if it's the filament type printer or what they call FD, FDM, uh, it produces G-code. Uh, if it's like the uh, Vienna Cubic, the Photon S that I have, it basically generates a set of images. And the way that works, you have a light sensitive resin. And in the past, it's been, they've had to use lasers, and then they went to projection DLPs. And now they're using, which has brought the price drastically down, uh, LCDs and using UV light, uh, high powered UV LEDs behind it. And they use it as the mask the block out where they don't want UV light to go. And so you shine it for so many seconds, it makes one layer of the resin harder. And they lift the uh, print bed up and uh, they do it again till they complete it. And it makes it very smooth. Uh, you have to look at it very closely to tell it's not actually been a molded part. Whereas they're a, uh, the typical 3D printed one, well, I do get my bottoms very smooth. You, I don't know if this lighting, you can see there, you can probably see from the lines in the side. You can generally tell it's 3D printed immediately, just if you look at it, unless somebody's done some smoothing. Like sands it or down or something. Yeah. You can sand it down. If it's ABS, you can use some uh, acetone bath or something to smooth the lines out a little bit. The uh, other 3D they printed part is not. And, uh, so the, the backstory to this is I've, I've been looking at those and I had me a short list of the ones that I wanted to buy. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, I was talking to my nephew who's a jeweler in Denver area. And uh, he, he told me he just got him a 3D printer. I says, oh really? Well, what one did you get? And well, he looked it up and found out it was one on my short list. Oh, okay. And I thought, okay, this will make a good thing to do is we have the same 3D printer, we can change files. Because I've just designed some electronics for him in the past with some projects that he wanted to light up or do something, you know, a piece of jewelry. And that would allow us to exchange files. You know, I could print a prototype, you know, do electronic board or whatever I need to do and do that, or just look at something he's doing. He's, He's got some uh, cool watch designs in the work. And I would be able to see how he's coming along with it and actually hold it in my hand and maybe give him some feedback. We'll, okay. we'll do some brainstorm tests between each other. Uh, well, it sounds like you're, you're starting to get things together there and that you'll you'll be back into the the swing of things here hopefully fairly soon. Like you said, yeah. you've got a lot of you know house maintenance stuff to do. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is the Tandy Assembly. I was hoping to be able to set up a booth and uh, just a lot more things we had to do than there. So I'm not really set up to to do that. But things are starting to get set back up. The, the 3D printers were were up and running this week. Uh, you know, I printed a couple uh, cases for the MT10 uh, MCX1128. Uh, got the other pruners set up and, and we're in a cocoa related piece on it. And so 
So you should be fully going by the time Coco Fest, the big 40th anniversary of the Coco, comes out this. this oh, I, I, I certainly <coughs> hope so. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know we've got a lot, lot done so far, but there's still a lot to do. You know, the big part once I get my office set up and thing rearranged, we can get the other what we call the spare bedroom painted and then some things back in there. Currently, we have the a bed sitting in my office. <laughs> it needs to go in the spare bedroom once we get it moved out. So, but it okay, should well, be going well, back it, up. Keep, yep. keep us posted uh, as, as you kind of get back online and you're back in the full swing. And then if we get some updates, we can have you on again. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, and the, uh, the other thing that's on priority list besides the joystick is my, my patch for the, the sound for the, be able to use the hardware sound straight from basic. And uh, I was generating some sound, just not correctly, from the OPL chip and the, the Mega MPI. Okay, and, so this uh, will allow uh, access to the Mega MPI OPL3 from within BASIC. Right. And it, it's just basically, it's going to play your, your standard thing from BASIC, at least first version. Okay. Instead of going, you know, instead of it having to do it, you can set it up. So, you know. So you uh, can use a, a play command or... I'm, I'm going to actually hook into the play command. Okay. And instead of it going through, you know, software generation, then the hardware can generate it. So even existing basic programs from way back in the day could be just modified to send it to the Well, it, yeah, it doesn't even have to be modified. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, exactly. It just loads this patch, and then it redirects the play command basically to the new hardware. Yeah. Now, one question on this, on because I'm kind of intrigued. I'm, I'm not sure how you're implementing this. The way the current play command works, it has to finish playing the sequence of notes, and then it comes back to your basic program. Because of the OPL chip, technically, you could buffer this stuff to the chip and let it play in the background. Is that something you're allowing to do, or are you letting it play through to maintain compatibility with current basic programs? Well, first version is going to let it play view. Okay. You know, that's version one. Okay. And then we'll see how it works now. I can get it tuned. Uh, version, you know, I'm probably going to need to extend that a little bit to, to allow you to send some raw data to it. You know, maybe add a different, another letter to it. So, you know, you, you can maybe switch your sounds a little bit. Uh, so. I, I was wondering more, are you going to add a, a, like a, a command that says, you know, buffer play this? Like, you, I'll send you the string. And as soon as it's got the string, it comes back to your basic program. It's playing in the background, whatever sequence of notes or. I would like for it to be able to do that. Okay. Because that, that would really make it very useful. Okay. Yeah. And it would make I, our basic games work a lot better, too, because instead of having uh, this pause when the sound plays when you shoot a bullet or whatever, you could actually have it do the sound. And meanwhile, the graphics are still going. So the basic program will actually speed up. Well, absolutely. And, you know, uh, but this is like one step at a time. Yes, those are hoped for features. Okay. And, uh, but I want to get it to working with the OPL and the game master. Okay. And, uh, so, uh, you know, uh, to do that as, as far as there. And like I said, this is, you know, step one. Yeah. Okay. Let's okay. get it playing through there so you can use your current basic programs on the new hardware. So, yeah, you use them on the new hardware, you know, and, you know, you may have to do some picks and pokes and set it up first, you know, if you want it to sound like an organ instead of something, you might have to, you know, do something outside of it, but then the rest of it would be, 
you know, just the play come out. Well, that's good because uh, we were we were t- certain talking about all the different sound options and having you know difficulty with not a lot of software uh, being done to take advantage of it. So we well, that's that's kind of the idea, yeah. you know, is is to create a, a piece of software that can be got out there reasonable, you know, get them to start to use this hardware. Okay, and so that's first step is, okay, if I can replace it, play him in. Okay, well, now it sounds different. Oh, okay, sounds like an organ. Well, maybe I have to do some work to make it sound like something else. But, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see what we can go, you know, because uh, you know, this is a patch, and, and currently, you know, for the Coco 3, because it's all RAM mode, but you should be able to, you know, put the other in RAM mode and overlay it. Okay, and, maybe this is something Ed Snyder can actually have, uh, changed in SCC DOS, like he can actually implement the patch eventually. He he got the patch done for the Mega Mini MPI uh, for SCC DOS, so I would think this could be part of a future version. But you could probably, if there's enough room in a ROM, you could write it so you could override it, override a patch and do mm-hmm. it. And if not, you would just load M this little patch routine, and then it would just patch the play command in the way you go. Yeah. Yep. I know. And, and the other thing, you know, if you, you really like to use it all the time, it's it's patch. If I can make it all all overlay the ROM in other, no place else, which is the goal, and then you can just put a new ROM if you want. Yeah, then all your basic programs automatically use it, even when you turn yeah. the machine on. All right. Yeah. You know, which is the reason for doing it as that type of patch. And uh, it's like, okay, how much room do I have that I can implement this patch in? And you know, make sure it doesn't interfere with anything else. And so, like you said, first, you know, baby steps. Well, first step doing it. I did the first step. Yeah, I had it generating the sound. And then I looked at it and said, oh, here's why it's not working right. And printed things out. And about that time, uh, our offer on the house got accepted. Well, he's of use here where, you know, I got busy with work and I haven't been able to do a darn thing for several months. So. Yeah, well, it sounds like you're making progress, uh, John, and it, and we'll be able to see you in, live and in person at Tandy Assembly, right? And that's just in yeah, yeah, up. I'm good. Yeah, I'm going to, like I said, the plan is to be there. You know, I may take off early Sunday. We have some other things that need to do. Uh, but... Uh, you know, hoping to make it down and be able to spend the day on Saturday there. And for and any viewers night. who aren't familiar with Tandy Assembly, uh, Rob, when is it this year? And where is I, it? I was afraid you were going to ask that. I think... Uh, the last weekend of up. September. Last weekend? The last weekend of September. Yeah, I want to say the 26th. Um, something like that. Uh, uh, two, two weeks, weeks from now. now. Yeah, 27th, 28th, and 29th. Yeah. And where? Okay. Uh, I will post the link in the chat, and it is... The Springfield, Ohio, I believe. Yeah, uh, Springfield, Ohio. Thank you very much. Yes, indeed. Um, not, not a really convenient place to fly into, but if you're within driving distance, certainly um, you will be able to go. It is being held at the Courtyard by Marriott, downtown yeah, it's Springfield. Not too, it's not too far from Dayton. Okay. Yeah, and Dayton, you can fly into it. It's not, not too much of a drive from there. So you rent a car, and you, you can make it there pretty quick. Um, yeah. And maybe maybe we'll actually go into a little bit of the Tandy Assembly. I was thinking we would take a commercial and come back with some of the bonus news. Curtis, I knew you had a couple things, and I had 
something from Paul Fiscarelli, and we could actually uh, segue after the commercial to uh, Tandy Assembly first, since John Strong's going to be there, and just see. Yeah, uh, which we should promote it. I mean, it's it's in two weeks, and we haven't really talked about it all that much lately. So I yeah, think we so let's let's talk about that, um, and uh, and then certainly, um, uh, John, if you, we can, uh, if you have any uh, insight into Tandy Assembly, we, we'll. Uh, include you in that discussion. Well, I actually need to get off and finish putting back up the drain pipe on the gutter, so uh, I will okay, say well, bye. We, we can at least announce, you know, where it is and, and kind of give the details and stuff. Yes, and, it, uh, it's a very, it's a, it's a nice venue. Uh, they've had some nice setup. Uh, to my understanding, uh, they'll be taping the uh, the seminars. Okay. Oh, good. And I'm uh, going to make those available. Uh, at least that's what Randy Reaver was planning when I talked to him at uh, Cocoa Fest this year. I mean, plans can change. Paul's doing a talk. Yeah, he's doing a talk on Friday because they're actually going to have activities going on Friday as well. And uh, well, that's new this year. I think they only did Saturday, Sunday previous years, right? Yes, right. Only Saturday and Sunday previously. And so they're going to have a tech type session uh, going on Friday. And uh, Paul's one of the persons doing the talk. And uh, if I believe, I'm not trying to steal anybody's thunder, okay, but I think it's going to be on uh, transferring files from floppies and stuff, you know, doing archival rescue type stuff. And I could be wrong, and correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. I know it's something floppy related. So yes, we'll ask David Ladd because he knows everything floppy related. So. Yeah, and so uh, good to talk to you guys again. And uh, like I said, I've got things uh, halfway apart outside. I got to go back put together. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, well, keep us uh, abreast of the changes, and as when you as you get fully more back online, and and then you can start working on your products fully again. Though pop back on for an update okay take care okay thank you john and we'll be right back after these messages with some bonus news content tandy assembly and some clo closing thoughts yeah hi i'm tim playing dagger with like that idiot from the book <laughs> you're watching coco talk i'm actually one of the people